3, 2, 1. gentlemen welcome to fat and ginger for another week i am excited to be here as is looking across the desk luke massey good evening luke good evening tim always excited to be in a room with you my friend yeah small one at that Uh, it is small uh it's warm it's (laughs) warm the boys have left the heater on for us god bless them it is tasty and guess what i've done again for the second week in a row i know i noticed it i wasn't going to bring it up but seems that you'll bring it up go on i have worn my slippers again now have you given up on life have you i'll tell you what this might become a tradition i'm going to wear slippers every time i do the show now i remember one time you said you wore them to the supermarket yeah. and I think you said like that's when I realised that I'm on the downward spiral of yeah. life yeah I think I said this last time old age incontinence and death yeah. <laughs> it all starts with slippers <laughs> it does yeah. if you're prepared to wear slippers out in public then you really are broadcasting the world that I just don't care anymore yeah I've, that's I've fair enough I've given up now look we have again got a massive show for our listener have we yep so I've done very little towards organising <laughs> that's that. alright we're all good you're going to tell us about why you now hate stand up comedy and I can't, <laughs> I can't wait I can't oh, wait to oh, tough day at the office do you know what do you know what makes something funny is misery plus distance yes and, and that's what makes something and, and you've been removed enough <laughs> to be able to watch it from afar <laughs> as, right. as the train derailed absolutely uh, I'm going to ruminate about the absurd hugeness of space I don't know which is a big topic but we'll get there and we'll make it interesting and funny is this, it's going to turn into one of those like why are we here sort of yeah nah. like existential questions no or? no no just, just, it's just big it's just ridiculous uh, we're going to get some more feedback both a positive and negative nature from the mailbag mm-hmm. uh, no, ma- I wouldn't imagine it's going to be positive we haven't had a positive letter yet or any, a message no that's right we'll see What's you never know, Tim. No. There's a first for everything, isn't there? There is. Uh, in that scrap, we're going to cover KFC and house hunting. Ooh. Uh, KFC? Geez, that's going to put a lot of our listeners off, mate. That's their bread and butter. Well, our or, listeners- Or should we call it, that's their roll. And what do you call that stuff? That mashed potato? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, it's not really potato, nah, is it? It's not that Deb stuff, isn't it? That fake yeah. stuff. Uh, Lockie Stevens will give us an update on stuff. He's recently moved back to Queensland and did it with a child with gastro at the same time. Ooh, so left a trail. Again, misery plus distance. Is that in case he couldn't find his way back? or? <laughs> Modern day Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> uh, look, uh, but look, this is a bit, a bit of a, a big thing for the show. We're going to be joined by Associate Professor Paul Griffin, who's an infectious disease specialist and COVID supremo, and has been on conservatively, what I say, 10,000 10, media appearances over the last year and a bit. He would have been laughing. He, he probably got his own agent. Well, have we negotiated a fee for him to be here today? Well, actually, we got some, we'll talk about it when we play oh, a song. Shit. Are we up for some money? <laughs> now, look, and also, you get to meet my boring cousin, Barry. Now, I decided yeah. to let him come in and do a bit of work for us yeah and we'll now uh, i've met barry yeah he is boring yeah and we'll see how that goes yeah you actually call him barry the board eh? oh, well, it's a bit late now it's on air it's on it? air yeah, yeah you're gonna hear him anyway let's play a song all right discovering, Lukey, is that you say a name of a song in a band, I won't know it, but you play me a song and I go, yeah, I know that. Yeah, you did that with Stink Fist the other day, I didn't did. you? Yeah, because I was a bit worried about Stink Fist. Well, why are we worried about that? I, I wonder why. And yeah. anyway, and then when I heard Have you it, been trying to sign up to Red Hot Pie or something? <laughs> don't even try that with me Why now. is that funny, though? Why no, is that funny? Why is that funny? I don't know. Why is anything funny? Now, listen, <laughs> listen, listen, one thing that our listener and us need to be onto tonight is the 844 ad. We will not 
not forget it. Surely we won't. Not this Surely. Time. What are we in? Episode eight? I think we got it once, didn't we? Oh, we weren't too bad last week, I don't think. No, no. Yeah, but we can't count it down, mate. We've got to be proper radio presenters where we actually know it's coming. We time everything just nicely so it finishes just in time for the ad. Well, I can't see the clock anymore because they put a big screen in the way, so I can't see that. Oh, there's a clock on the screen. Oh, uh, there is too, yeah. And it's that. a big screen <laughs> too. It's 8.44 ad. 8.44 ad. We will not forget. We probably will. What's now, been happening in your world anyway? Well, think? look, I've been ruminating, uh, thinking about space. Why? I don't know. I don't space know. like as in I need more room for a couch? No, or? no, no. Rather bigger than that. Talking about the cosmos. The cosmos. You've the been f- contemplating life. The final frontier and how massive it is. Okay. How All big right. is it? Well, okay, here we go. So the sun is eight light minutes from Earth. Now, for those of you that don't know, a light year or a light minute is the time it takes for light to travel that distance. Doesn't sound that far. Well, do you know how fast light travels? Very quickly. Yeah, about 360,000 kilometres per second. Well, I said very quickly. Yeah, it is very quickly. Yeah, don't so, have to be exact. No, no, that's right. So if the fridge door was open, I'd go nearly that quick <laughs> to get the cold burrito. From and I've seen night. you how quick you can move when the fridge door is open. <laughs> that's, that's right. C minus one, the speed of light. So what have you been contemplating? No, okay, what, what's so, made you think about this? I don't know. Did you watch an episode of Star Trek or something? No, I'm a big fan of a guy called Douglas Adams who wrote a lot of stuff about yeah, this. Yeah, he space. was the hitchhiker's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. Best, best book I've ever read. Right, by miles and miles. And he just talks about how big space is. So the sun is eight light minutes from Earth. Sounds Mm -hmm. close, right? If you Mm -hmm. were to get in your car and drive at 100 kilometres an hour, how long do you think it would take you to drive that? Eight light minutes? Yep. No, I don't know. Well, how long would it take? 163 years. That's yeah. a lot of, are we there yet? Yeah, you wouldn't want to have the kids in the back, would that, you? That's a lot of servo sandwiches. Oh, imagine all the stops and all oh, Are we there yet? No, 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 no. Can we, we stop at the next servo? It's space, mate. There's no there's servos. There's no servos. Just a little green man yeah. comes and fills your car up and you keep going. That's right. All right. So let's just say, right, that we can travel the speed of light, which we can't, and they reckon it's impossible. Yeah. Theoretical physicists say, no, you can't do it. But let's say we can there are places in the universe that are 600 million light years away. In our universe? In our universe. Because there's a lot of universes, is that oh, right? Oh, I don't know. That's beyond me. That's oh, oh, yeah, I don't know much about it. No, but I like the way you just throw it out there. It sounded like I knew what I was talking no, about. No, it was good. It was good. And I think that's the key, especially on this show. Just be confident. Be confident. Yeah. And our listener will go, yeah, they know what we're talking about. Yeah, and, and we've influenced one person. That's right. For the and better. he'll be wrong and be ridiculed forever yeah, so, and blame it on us. So I think there's even places that are further away. I think I heard of one that's 900 million light years away. Oh, wow. So you could travel at the speed of light, which is 360,000 kilometres per second. It's going to take you 900 million years to get there. So is there a shortcut? Well, is there? That's the question. Isn't so that what the black hole... No, not the black hole. Yeah. Was it? Is Worm, it a black hole? Wormholes and black wormholes. holes. Wormholes. That's what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, they talk about that or being able to bend space, which is all obviously completely theoretical. Yeah. But you're going to have to do something like that because otherwise you just can't do it. Well, while we're talking about space, I've been having a lot of conversations, well, especially with my dad, who is very old and doesn't believe anything I say. And mm. this is fair income. This isn't me making it up. There is proof that there is spaceships in our planet that were not made on this planet. Go on. Now, that has been verified by, very the recently, by the American government who have released photos and documents. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you're into this. I, I no, wasn't into I, I love it. I love right, it. Keep I going. wasn't into it at all until recently, and I was made aware of it from uh, listening to a, a Joe Rogan podcast mm. where he discusses it openly and frankly, and, and he led me to a person named Bob Lazar, right. who was an engineer that they brought in to Area 51. Now, this was before Area 51 was famous, Tim. Nobody knew what was at Area 51. Well, was that, was the, that was the idea. Yes. Now, Bob Lazar was the bloke who exposed Area 51. Right. He was the one who said, there's something going on out there. Now, he worked on these spacecraft because they tried to work out how they moved. 
Yep. He works out how they, how they moved because they can just zip around, right? There's no heat coming off them. There's no energy coming off them, but they can just zip around. I, I just get the feeling this is a build-up for a joke. No, no, no. This nah, is not a build-up for right, a joke, Tim. Right, this no. is fair dinkum. Right this on. is exactly the conversation over there. So what he worked out mm. is that all these, these spaceships, these spacecraft, they move by gravity propulsion. So they actually harness gravity Mm. and use gravity to push them in the other direction. Sounds good. Yeah, and it works. Well, that's what they reckon they do with a lot of our spaceships is you use planets. You go into orbit around a planet and you slingshot out, and that's how you get your speed. So it's sort of... Yeah, but they still use fuel. Yeah, to, to get, get up there, there and That's to right. push in yeah, yeah. in each direction. I understand what you're saying, but these actually harness gravity. They can't figure out how they do it. They just know that's yeah. how they do it. And look, I always think, given what I just said about the vastness of space in mm-hmm. every direction, we can't be it. I doubt it. If we're it, we are such a disappointment as a species. We, we, you would be upset about landing here on this planet, wouldn't you? Oh, you just look around and go, yeah, nah, go on the next one. Yeah. How far is Alpha Centauri? Who's, who's the most famous person on your planet? Yeah, who's the right. person I have to chat to? Well, that's right. Or uh, if, Donald Trump? That's right. If you come around last year, it would have been, all right, Donald Trump, take me to Donald Trump. They go, oh, they haven't evolved very far. See you later. Yeah. Uh, he's more orange than we are. That's What's right. going on there? Tangerine. That's yeah. right. So, what I think is we can't possibly be alone, but I just think the thing that might stop a lot of aliens getting to us, because apparently they're already here, mm-hmm. is the distances. Distances. And, and the resources required. I think we just had a couple of aliens in the studio before, didn't we? Would explain a lot. There's some weird stuff going yeah. on there. I tell you what, though. The guys before us. There's some focus, though, because you, we're at the windows acting the goat, and they don't look. They don't look over, do they? No. And they're interacting with their mature guests, talking about sensible things about self-improvement. Yeah. And there we are, pressing bits of our body up against the glass. And we not get, even interested. We get nothing. I mean, your torso is magnificent. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would have looked. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> That's... They're probably more highbrow than us too. We're talking oh, about space oh, aliens and things like so. that. But uh, no, I've actually done a little bit of research into it and I fully 100% believe they do exist. Aliens? Yes. Oh yeah, 100%. There's enough evidence there. And only in the last couple of weeks, the Pentagon have released photos of spacecraft that they admit were not made on this planet. Look, and I would love one day while I'm still alive for us to officially meet aliens. As long as they're friendly, of course, not like aliens. Well, I reckon if they weren't friendly, they would have done something about us by now, wouldn't they? Well, they're pretty easy to take over. Or what might happen is it's not even friendly or unfriendly. They need something, some resource that our planet has, and we're just like ants. Yeah. And they just brush in, in us their way. Yeah, and they just like suck all the water off Earth or something. And yeah. Or maybe going. they're just waiting for the Americans to de-arm. Yeah, well, look, they'll be waiting a while. They'll be waiting a long time. Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah. That's right. My right to bear arms. Yeah. Can't uh, change that. Now, look, I'm, I'm sort of waffling now. Now, should we have a song and then we'll talk about your uh, disappointing week oh, with stand-up comedy? Yeah, I need to build up to it. Go on. Coming out, coming out. All right. Uh, who was that? Dare? Is that the band or the song? <laughs> you saw it on a running sheet? I did, yeah. No, no, that was the Gorillas. No, not the Gorillas, just Gorillas. But with a Z on the end, isn't with it? With a Z, yes. Because I'm down with the kids. They've got to sound cool and hip. So I, I'd just like listeners to know that despite the fact I'm wearing my slippers, I now have my run sheet in a document holder, which makes it more upright. In well, you now have a run sheet. That makes us a little bit more <laughs> professional, doesn't it? I did it from last week. So, uh, and just to let you know, because it's up on the other screen, because they've changed things in the studio, it's currently 11.6 degrees in Ballarat. You were going to do the whole spiel. Come on, do do it properly. Okay. Do it like Nick would do it. Go on. Uh, Ballarat weather, maximum today of 16, overnight low of 5, currently 11.6. You stay warm out there, Ballarat? 
I'd love you to talk about that all the time. <laughs> all right. I'll have a large fries That's right. and a Coke with that. That's right. I'll have a yeah. battered sav. <laughs> now, look, on the run sheet here, it says... Uh, My topic. I yeah, know. stand up. Well, look, I'm, I'm not scared to talk about it, mate. You have your good wins and you have your bad losses. And now, uh, this was a bad loss. <laughs> Excuse me. Now, you sent me some photos on Friday. Uh, actually, sorry, Tosh sent them while you were on. Yep. And as soon as I saw those photos, I thought, no. Nah, These boys are in trouble. They're in trouble. It was broad day. Like it was lunch time. Well, let's tell the listeners what we did first so yeah, they know what we're doing. Yep. So we do a bit of stand-up and we had a cancer charity gig, mm. which we always put a hand up for anything to do with charity, especially when it's got to do with cancer. Absolutely. So we put a hand up. Me and Tosh went down there. We walked into the room and thought, oh, no, this is not made for stand-up. So for listeners who go to a few gigs or just are interested in stand-up, you need a dark room, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely dark room. And the reason for that is that people actually won't laugh out loud in a light room. They're very self-conscious. Yeah, yeah. They just won't do it. And they tend to giggle. If they find something funny, they'll giggle for themselves, but they won't laugh out loud like they would at a stand-up gig. And that's why you'll nah. find it. It's often confined in a dark space. Yep. So we rocked up. There couldn't have been any more light in there <laughs> if they set up big floodlights out in the footy over. This is a kid in your park uh, where the cats played the following that's day. Right. And it's it's floor-to-ceiling glass windows, isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah, and light streaming. Now, that's okay. You can say, okay, well, you know, we might have a good audience. The audience average age was about 75. Uh, for this charity gig. There was quite a few, there was a few young people there, but there was a lot of older people. Now, just so we don't get in trouble, we're not suggesting that people of that age don't have no, a sense of No, we're not saying that. We're just saying that some of them are a little bit old-fashioned. Our train know? tracks of comedy might not meet all yeah, the time. Yeah, and, and look, the job for a comedian is to take you right up to the line, isn't it? Which is hard not to do Not to cross lunchtime. it, but to go up to it. Yes. The problem is that the line for a lot of these people was back in the 1960s and was probably a bread line after the war. So all I'm saying is that it wasn't our target audience and it felt like that. Now, with a corporate gig, I have a set that I bring out, right? Yep. And it's it's fairly tame. I don't swear. I use words like uh, maybe there might be a couple of uh, shit in there, but that's about it, right? It's fairly tame. And I think shit these days is just a, a word like any other. It's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. Kids are born, they go, oh, this kinder, this is shit. And you just go, yeah, it is. Let's go to another one. So what I'm saying is that it, it, uh, it wasn't – I had that many complaints after it. <laughs> so, look, did I get laughs? I got maybe a few. Right. Percentage? 40% of the crowd laughed, 60% sat there dismayed. I knew I was in trouble early when I said a joke that was fairly clean about homeless people. Yes. And it always get laughs, but all I got was like gasps, audible gasps of horror, like, oh, I can't believe he said that. And I go, mate, it's a joke. You know, yes. I can't say that while you're on stage, but I thought it. You know, it's a joke. You're meant to laugh. It's okay to laugh at, yeah. at things that there's no homeless people here and I'm not ba- paying them out. No. Anyway, yep. uh, yeah, I thought this is going to be a long set, and it was. And I thought, oh, well, I'll get through it. Yep. We're not being paid to be here. We're just volunteering our time. They're here to give to charity. Surely we can mm. reach a consensus where they just sit through it. I do what I've got to do. We move on with our lives, Tim. <laughs> no, no, sir, Bob. I got off stage. I immediately had the organisers come up to me and say, um, we thought you were going to do a tame set. I said, that is as tame as it gets for me. There wasn't any mentions of things things that, yep. that I have, Stuff. you know, that I talk about oh, on stage yeah. regularly. This was my PG set. And Tosh, poor Tosh, he was up in about two hours after the, all the formalities. That I was supposed to kick the day off with a bang sort of thing. And I looked at Tosh, I thought, just just tame it, mate. Just tame it down. He goes, if, if they think you were risque, then I'm in a lot of trouble. So anyway, I thought, I'll go get a beer. That'll make me feel better. Yep. 
walked past a table to my left that had not laughed the whole thing and there was an old lady sitting there she must have been about 86 right <laughs> she was one of the young hip ones and she had all this rich jewelry on and she had this fancy hat and all that and she called me over and she was looking through the program and I thought oh she's called me over so I've gone over I'll just you need that affirmation when you get off stage maybe there was a few good ones in there and she goes, oh, I can't find you in the program. Are you in it? And I said, yeah, that's me there. I pointed to myself. She goes, ah, oh, well, that was appalling. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, it was just really bad. Have you done this before? Have you? Because it was really bad. It was really appalling. We all think so. And I looked up and the whole table's nodding in agreement. And I go, oh, okay. Well, that's that's your opinion, I suppose. You know, I don't really like your hat, but I'm not. No, I didn't say that. Oh, I, wish I you thought had. it. Yeah. I, there was a lot of things I wanted to say, Tim, but I thought maybe she was thinking about donating a lot of money to the charity later. I don't want to take away from that. So, as it turns out, she did stuff all. Sat there and bagged everyone and then went home. I so was watching her for the rest of the day. Should have given her some back. I should have given it to her back. Talking of negative feedback, <clears throat> let's have mail back. Are we, oh, I hadn't finished my story. Oh, is there more? No, that was it. But I just thought... <laughs> I'm just looking at the time. It was a good segue. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to mail back. Straight yeah, to it? I think so. All right. Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. All right, thank you, Deirdre. Now, Luke, you were in charge of the mailbag this week. You had access to the huge internet account that we have. For I Bandage. did, yes. I've grabbed it off. I've now, put it on here. And just uh, in, first sorry. one, uh, your stand-up is appalling. <laughs> nah, I didn't. It doesn't really say that. But she, hang on. First she's before, told me that in person. Before we get into it, how would people send us a message? I'm interested. I'm only new here. Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked him. So I, I can see by your sandals you're only new here. Um, <laughs> slippers, thanks. Slippers, sorry, mate. Uh, so if they, anyone wanted to send us a message, they could easily go to Facebook, which is a, a, an app that was designed <laughs> by Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> and they would look us up, mm. Fat and Ginger. They'd see a picture of you and a picture of me. They'd like our page. Yes. And then they could send us a message through there, which Simple. is where we get this stuff from. Or, you know, adversely, they could call in if they were in the Ballarat area. Uh, we do have a phone over there, and a number for people listening at home is five three double three one two zero one. Grab your phone out, five three double three one two zero one. Ring up and abuse us. Tell me how bad my stand up is. Even if you haven't heard it, you can just tell by looking and listening to me that's going to be bad. All right, mailbag. Yep, let's go. All right, this first one I absolutely loved. Absolutely loved. I thought it was great. It's from Steve. I'm not sure where he's from. Mm -hmm. And it says here, my wife told me to get our ginger son ready for his first day of school. Oh, that's sweet. So I punched him in the face and stole his lunch money. Dear, oh dear. Steve, that seems a bit rough to me. Well, I'd like to think he's joking, but if not, it certainly would have got him ready for school. <laughs> this is true. Uh, the second one, it's a funny on this because I think it's a lead up to a joke. Maybe the second half of the joke's coming later on. How many gingers does it take to change a light bulb? And that's from Sam in Geelong. We don't, we're a bit careful with light bulbs because if we put in a 100 watt light bulb, we get sunburnt. So oh, skin cancer, probably. Yeah, that's right. Turn into a joint well, carcinoma. It, was there no second half to that? No, I don't think so. No, or, unless you've got it there. No, well, this is all I've got. How yeah. many gingers are does it take to change a light bulb? Get stuffed, mm. Sam. How does that sound? Yeah. Or maybe he's suggesting that we couldn't possibly do one because we're useless. That's I don't know. true. And the last one there for us, uh, Lukey. Uh, dear Fat and Ginger. Oh, this is this bloke again. Oh. Dear Fat and Ginger, have you heard of cumulus clouds? What's all that about? One word, champ. Google. Google. 
No, we can't, we've got to respond, mate, because he's taken the time. That's the fourth time he's written in. We don't have a lot of people calling in. Well, I think we need to respond to that. So his first one was what? He said COVID. Donald Trump. Donald COVID. Trump. And then something else. And now we're onto clouds. Was it Staples or something? No, well, it's paper funny. clips yeah. or something. Yeah. Look, it's funny you bring up paper clips because that segues nicely into our next bit here. Okay. Um, I actually thought I'd get some of my family members involved in what we're doing here. Oh, Barry, yes. Yeah, and so I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll get Barry to come in. And Barry's a lovely bloke, mm-hmm. just not very interesting. And I yeah, thought- We've get- all got one, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, like, yeah. If you don't have one of those at home, that's because it's you. <laughs> that's right. And by the way, 10 minutes till the ad comes on. Oh, but yeah. don't forget that. No. And um, anyway, so we got him in. And Bar- Barry will still be talking over the oh, ad, mate. mate. Well, yeah. Look, we got him in and we thought, I'll, I'll give him free reign. I said, come up with a topic. This is what happened. All right. Rightio, Barry. I've left you to come up with a topic for this week's show that we can discuss on air. What do you got for me? Uh, well, uh, Tim, or, uh, <laughs> can I call you Timbo? Uh, no, you cannot. Uh, well, Tim, I've been delving into the fascinating world of paperclips. Uh, did you know most paperclips are variations on the gem type introduced in 1890s or earlier, characterised by almost two full loops made by water? And this causes it to... Barry, Barry. That's great, mate. We're just going to record it, so just say everything you want into this microphone. Uh, but it's uh, not plugged in. Yeah, Barry, look, it's uh, one of those wireless numbers, mate. Uh, state of the art and all that. Look, just carry on. You're, uh, you're doing great. Okay. Uh, ta. <clears throat> um, uh, according to early Office Museum, the first patent for a bent clip was awarded to the United States of Samuel B. Fay in 1867. <laughs> Uh, this Where's it? Can't help but feel a bit bad. I'll come back in a bit. So that was a start, and yeah, we'll check in with Barry later on. But uh, that guy could talk for Australia. Yeah, he's pretty dull, isn't he? He's very dull. So where are we up to now? I think we should have a song. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, you go, Luke. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you were just lounging back in your chair and I didn't really give you any warning. I just sort of said, hey, Tim, we're on out. And you've gone, oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I Jumped did. up. There was The chair was bouncing. Your slippers went flying. It did, yeah. No, it's most unprofessional. I do apologise. Now, look, we've only got five minutes till the ad. How do you think How do you think we're going to go with the ad this week? Well, what about, yeah. instead of going straight into that's crap, why don't we talk about the competition that we've got? Because you've got an amazing prize there. I do, I do. Firstly, Luke, can you tell us about the competition? And I'll go and get the prize. Okay, well, I'll tell the listener while you're doing that. So, we have a competition, right? We haven't had one for a little while because no one was listening in. So, this time, we're gonna, we, we think we've got listeners now. So, Tim has bought in a game. What's the worst game you can possibly imagine? Well... Like you, as far as board games go. You pointed out, and quite rightly, that games and entertainment should be a lot about escapism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting away from the everyday. and All we do as people is we sit there going to work every day, coming home to ungrateful kids That's who right. don't care no. and think that we're not cool, and then we pay the bills to make sure that their life is as good as possible. And waiting be. for the 20th of each month of, of for payday. Yeah. This game, and I'll put a picture of it on our Facebook page so that you know our listener can see it, is called Payday. And basically, it's just about living month to month. Paging, <laughs> paying your bills. <laughs> paying the bills. Like, why would you want to play that? But anyway. Imagine who pitched that at Hasbro or oh. wherever, whoever made it. Like, I've got a good idea for a game, guys. What we're going to do is we're going to get paid monthly and I'm going to spend it on bills. 
and that's it. It's great. What a winner. And yeah. to, to a kid, you go, yeah, this is great. I'm growing up. But as a grown-up, you go, this is miserable. I could just do this on, like, B-Pay. Yeah. Because this is what I do every day of the week. So if that's a game, what I'm doing at home every day of the week, I'm losing really badly. <laughs> we all are, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about that. So what's the question for today's competition? To So um, the question is, Tim, and I like this one because I've got a – well, not sort of a funny story that I've got, but it's just a story. I think everyone's got one. What is your funniest first kiss story? So the first time you've kissed a boy or a girl or a horse, whatever you're into, what was the story? And we want to hear the funniest. Now, you can ring us up if you're listening right now, although I'm sure if you listen to Voice FM, you probably haven't kissed anyone before. That's that's great, though. Well done. Insult our one listener. Oh, don't worry. We're here presenting on Voice FM. So, uh, and or you can write in on Facebook. You can send in a message. Yep, that's right. And say this is a funny story happened to me, and you can win this spectacular game that Tim's just opened up. I have, and it literally is all it is. There's a board. There's some money. And there's some bills. That's right. So you can get uh, something in the mail, and the mail always has bills in it. Buy groceries, family casino night. I'm not going to lie, I reckon it's a lot like Monopoly without buying the property. Yeah, without the good stuff about getting houses and stuff. It's just paying for the houses. So look, if you've got a funniest first kiss story, get on the phone now. Get on Facebook. What's your first kiss story, Tim? I haven't heard this story. Go on. Jeez, this is, you put me on the spot here. I'm trying to think. It was back... uh, in high school and I was pretty clueless and her name was Nicola I think good evening to Nicola if you're listening hello Nicola yeah. you are one lucky lady oh I actually do remember a second name but I'm not going to use it <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure she's changed it by now and I was completely clueless and I think the poor girl I don't know whether she was you know mentally sort of deficient in some way but she actually had to throw herself at me really because I just had no clue I was yeah didn't know what to do no I didn't know what to do didn't pick up on the signs or the clues yeah. Look, I don't know I'm a simple creature don't yeah. give me clues or you know I, I don't want to have to solve calculus no, to work out what's straight, going on with straight you. down the line yeah Anyway, and I think it was outside of 7-Eleven in Mitcham. How old were you? Oh, 16, 15. Yep. And you're a simple creature now, so imagine back then you were oh, a lot simpler. Wowzers. Like, it was all just rugby and, you know, cricket. Yeah. Like, it was all just That's all you're interested in, yeah. Yeah. And uh, until I did that, and then you realise what else you're interested in. Yeah. yeah. What an awakening. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's so. coming on the outside now. It's coming through well, fast. Indeed. What about yourself, Luke? As much as I hate to ask it. Um, I'm still waiting for that lucky lady. Uh, nah. My first, well, I think it was about 15, I think. And, um, oh, oh, one minute, one minute, one oh, minute. Okay, all right. No, it's oh. not ready yet, is it? Oh, it's, it's I'll be getting... very quick. All right, yeah, quick. Went to a, a friend's place and got with the, her friend, and she told everyone at my school that I ate her face off. <laughs> all I could say is I hadn't met the colonel yet. <laughs> if you enjoyed the program you've just heard, have you at voicefm.com.au? Now, I think it was out for timing genuinely excited that you finished. I did a little laugh and we went into the 8.44 ad. It was smooth, Which wasn't it? then gets people to go, if you're happy with the way this ad was so slickly presented on air, you need to be part of this. Yeah, I thought it was great. Oh, great. I thought it was fantastic. Mate. Now, Makes me want to be a presenter one day. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Let's do that scrap. Okay, should we get into the jingle? Yep. The only reason I said that is because I didn't have it ready yet. It gave me that extra five seconds to find it. Perfect. <laughs> I think I'm going to kick this one off if that's all right. Go for it. Somewhat controversial, my one. Uh, and our listener might ring in in a fit of peak. Oh, I'm going to say KFC. Because mm. I think, here we go, This is KFC sort of goes in a sort of cycle where you go, yep, I really feel like KFC. 
Usually after you see one of the ads. Yeah, possibly. And it's usually during the summer because there is KFC cricket. ads everywhere on the cricket. Yep. And so anyway, you go, yep, KFC, that'd be great. And then you sort of build yourself up for a couple of days and you go down and you sit there and you're going, oh, we're going to have a two-piece box of yeah. the wings or yeah. we're going to have a zinger. Should I go for five pieces or should I right. go for the popcorn chicken? Yeah. Which way am I going to go? I'll get both. Yeah. <laughs> so don't have it very often. And, geez, I'm stinging for it. And then you have it and you just feel dirty. Yeah. That's why they call it the dirty bird. Oh, and you just go, what have I done to myself? Yeah. You have probably taken about, I don't know, six months off your life by that and, case. And all your hopes and dreams have gone out the window, haven't they? Oh, and you're sitting there, and especially if you decide to eat in, and you're sitting there in a pretty dirty KFC store somewhere in like an industrial estate with greasy hands and a cardboard box full of dead what, what fowl. Do you, what do you think they do with the bodies of... Of, of their customers because <laughs> there's no way you're walking out after that is there nuggets yeah yeah, yeah that's so how they make them it, it just always starts off well and I reckon it's about a two year cycle because it takes two years for you to forget how bad you felt yeah until you're willing to do it again well the reason it takes two years because that's how long it takes to digest uh, good evening anyone <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if the colonel's listening, we'd like yeah, to take this opportunity to say hello. <laughs> I had a, actually a funny story. I remember when I was younger, uh, there was a KFC in Geelong right in the middle of town. Yep. And it was the only place back then, I think, that used to be round the clock on a Saturday night. So Ooh. it was just packed, you know, like full of drunken revelers, let's call it that. Yep. And I had a mate one day who walked in and he used to always do pretty funny stuff, this guy. <laughs> and he was sitting there, we're about 12 deep in the line. He goes, no, nah, I've had enough of this. So he walked up, stood on the counter. There must have been about 40 people in this KFC. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, can I make an announcement? I am the colonel's nephew, and I decree you all get free chicken tonight. <laughs> right? The place turned into pandemonium. People jumped the counter. It was crazy. There was one burly security guard who could do nothing to stop any of it. And they just went behind, and everyone helped themselves. It was like a riot in there. And he mate just grabbed a, a, a box of chicken and just walked out, just That's... quietly eating it. That, he was just wrapped with himself. That's fantastic. Can I ask, without naming names or giving away anything about who that person is, what do they do for a living now? Uh, I don't actually know. Because that's more front than Meyer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I that's, know. That's yeah. fantastic. He used to do stuff like that. I, I think he might be with the CFA, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I don't know. Brilliant. He probably doesn't want to hear that story, whatever he's doing. No. Now, look, uh, <laughs> your one, I'm kind of confused how anyone could actually think this activity is fun to start with. Which one? Or your one. How oh, fun? sorry. Are we on to me? Yeah. How you finished? Hang on. Have we, have we decided where the KFC should fit into that category? Which category? That's crap. Yeah, absolutely, it should. Yeah, because yeah, it starts off great, but you just go... Yeah, I, I agree, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always, I have it once a year to remind myself why I don't have it. And then I love it. They go, Mother's Day, right, which is about to roll around. It goes, Mother's Day is special because nothing says, oh, I love your mum, like two buckets of stinking chicken <laughs> and a strawberry cheesecake at the end of it just to finish yourself off. I'll tell you what, and I don't know if I should be saying this in public, but I'm staying with my parents at the moment Yep. Um, while I'm going through some changes. And we are having full-on fights, mm. and I mean almost to fists... Mm. Right, because we're fighting over the chicken skin when you get your, you know, your chicken from uh, the supermarket, and you bring it in, and and whoever brings it in, I, I used to get it, the chicken skin would never make it home. As soon as I got in the car, rip that bag open, grab it all off, take the rest of the chicken home. Sue would crucify. We, we are having punch-ons about it because yeah. she's trying to keep it away from me, and I'm like, it's like you know, heroin to me. Yeah, I just I have to have it if it's in the house. I have to have it. I can yeah. smell it, and, and eyes just go down to little beads, and I just chase it, <laughs> um, and. Uh, 
uh, yeah, and she's the same. She always eats it as well. So we're actually having fights about who gets the chicken skin. We tried to have a truce. The first chicken, we went 50-50. I just felt like it was a little bit weighted in her favour, the 50-50 thing. <laughs> so I tried to go 70-30 on the next chicken, and that's when, no, you know, yeah, that's when we come to blows. Uh, yeah, so anyway, let's continue with that's crap. Mm. House hunting, Tim. Oh. Like I said, my situation has changed. I've been looking yep. for a house yep. at the moment. I used to like house hunting. It used to be exciting to me because you get to look through a house and decide if it's fit for you. Mm. Where will I put my stuff? I've got a lot of, uh, you know, frame premiership cats jumpers uh, Uh that I have to put front and centre. Like, you know, when you've won a few flags, you get that lucky. And I look through it and I think, wow, is my DVD clicking going to fit there? I used to love it is what I'm saying. Now... It sucks. It's crap because there's about 45 groups going through every house in Geelong at the moment. Really? You're beating off competition and you're all looking at each other saying, you better not take this house if I want it. Yeah. If I don't want it, you can fight over it. It's like the Hunger Games. And he's going to get to that point. Yeah. You know that bit in um, The Dark Knight where the Joker snaps a stick in half and he says, oh, there's only one vacancy, <laughs> who's going to get it? It's yeah. almost like that. Yeah, I bet. You know, you're, you're beating each other out, trying to let off fart bombs in certain rooms so that yeah. people don't want it, so you can go back and get it. Just craziness, man. I reckon I've applied for about 11 places and I have not got one. Wowzers. I mean, I have really bad credit history <laughs> and, and I'm not a nice person as well, as the listeners here probably know. Um, hang on, let me just see what they thought of my stand-up the other day. Appalling, yes, uh, appalling. So that's, uh, I think that lady gave me a reference for my for my house hunting, so that seems to be front and centre. So, yeah, I suppose it's been a while since you've had to uh, look for a house, but uh, do you agree with that? Is it oh, put in that category? 100%, uh, 1,000%. <laughs> anything to do with moving house, Looking for houses, anything to do with transition of accommodation is yeah. miserable. Oh, look, I, I hate moving house. Nobody likes moving no. house. I'm talking about the house hunting. Oh, used I... to be fun. When you used to be able to go in there and go, yeah, is this the right feel for me? What's the feng shui like? Is well, there a... It used to be a lot more relaxed. Yeah. Because of exactly that. Whereas now, like you say, there's all these groups going through and it's, bit, it's all it's very It's crazy. Com- it used to be you're in the driver's seat. Now you feel like you're just trying to pick up scraps off the ground. Yeah. No, so, which I've, you know, I haven't done for a long time either. Lukey, yeah. that's crap. Okay, thanks, mate. No worries. Again, another song that I know when I hear it, I don't know what it's called. You didn't know Iris? No. If you said Iris is the next song, wouldn't have known what it is. Now, see, that was like a massive hit when it came out. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's what I mean. I but remember. you just didn't know what it was called. No, that's right. So I reckon you're a lot more hip than what you make out, Tim. I just don't know the names. Does that make me hipper if I don't know the names? Hipper pot? No, I won't go that far. <laughs> Stop. That was a bit nasty. Let's, uh, let's play the jingle first, an update on stuff. Hang on. I've got to find it now because I'm trying to do too many things at once. I'm all flustered now. Hey, you're okay. Keep okay, 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 okay. No, that's not working. No, that's right. Oh, because I turned the, oh, I turned it down because I was trying to get lucky. Okay. Well, right. If I didn't say that stuff, the listener wouldn't know. <laughs> I apologise to you, listener. And now it's time for an update on stuff. So what you should have done, Tim, yeah. was talk a little bit more while I quickly got Lockie on, then I could have gone and done all that. Yeah. Now, the listener is going to have to listen to me try and get Lockie. Is he's, associate, he's not an associate no, professor for, or anything, is he? former Shield cricketer. Now they can hear us dialing. So this is this, this is this is the wonders of radio. Absolute professionalism. It is, isn't it? Now, oh. oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Oh. Former Shield cricketer Lachlan Stevens. How are you? Oh, I can't look at that stuff. There we go. You can actually see us now, mate. How good is that? Right. You can see the magic happening in front of your eyes. Geez, you're lucky I wasn't in your 
some kind of nude type situation there. We're the ones that have lucked out there. That's, that's but, uh, <laughs> mate, you must... I don't know about magic in front of your eyes. I don't think seeing a couple of fat and ginger blokes on a Monday night would be considered magical or fairy tale like No, this is I true. It's, it's for me, it's magic. Oh, oh thanks, geez. mate. Stop. Now, you must be hard up. Now, you've been undergoing some change in your life at the moment. You've moved back up to the Sunshine State. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, I'm uh, currently in sunny Brisbane. In sunny Brisbane, and obviously you'd have all your furniture there unpacking nicely and settling in. Yeah, why are you sitting on the floor? Oh, my God. What happened? Uh, the removalists said they were coming Friday. They are not here yet. So Sorry, okay. sorry last Friday they were meant to be there. Last Friday, yeah. And today, for any listeners who are on a bender yeah. or on crack, today is Monday. Or possibly just listen to the podcast, yeah. Lukey. Yeah, I, I could have gone that direction, didn't I? I went for yeah. crack and benders so, instead. Sorry. so sorry. Both works. So they're meant to be there Friday. It's now Monday and they're still not there. Where are they coming That's from? Uh, well, it was meant to be uh, shipped up from Melbourne last Tuesday or something and staying in Brisbane and then given to us when we arrived, but it hasn't. Did you use the Acme Removalist Company again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, after uh, Wally Coyote's success with all of their products, I felt... (laughs) You felt you were in good hands. We didn't get our stuff, but a big boulder fell down next to me. uh, (laughs) This is is unacceptable. We need to use the power of fat and ginger to do something about this. Yeah. Hang on, let's reach out to our one listener. That's right. And see what he can do for us. (laughs) Oh, no, he's still smacked out. It's all right. Please pitch in, guys. I mean... It's been a long trip. Uh, I highly recommend doing a uh, road trip from uh, Melbourne to Brisbane with a 17-month-old with gastro. Oh, God. Jeez. And then having no furniture uh, when you arrive, when it's meant to arrive. It's been, well, uh, we been might try and do that. If we were to try and do it, can we just follow the trail? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't miss it. It's uh, We went inland, so it's a, it's a very one. Oh, you went along so, the Newell Highway. Mm. Tim Young. Yeah. Look at the, the guy. The, the single most boring drive in Australia. Is, isn't it? When you're holding up Coonabarabran as a highlight of the trip, you're in trouble. G'day to anyone in Coonabarabran. <laughs> I remember going Tim, up there. Yeah. Tim, we stayed in Coonabarabran. Thank you. Oh, wow. And we'd like to say it's a great place and we hello to everyone listening in there. <laughs> That's right. Great steaks. They do a great steak in Coonabarabran. And mm. you, start, you stay at places such jewels as Gundagai. Gundagai, no, I'm getting out of no, track. No, that's there. the Tucker Box, uh, the dog. Narandra. Coonabarabran. Narrabri. Narrabri's a nice place. No, and then, and then the real big one when you're a kid is your parents sell it like you go on some sort of space station. They go, we're going to go and see the dish at Parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get there and it's just a big satellite dish and it's 40 yeah, degrees. And it doesn't move. And you've got a stinking hot yeah. crumb sausage in a cardboard box. With- I must admit, Lockie, we did take the kids there on the way back from Queensland last year. We took them to the dish and they hadn't seen the film, The Dish. So we're all looking at it going, oh, wow, this is fantastic. You know, man's monument to space and all this. And they're just going, what are we doing here? Yeah, that's what right. What are we doing here? No. I was at Movie World yesterday. Yeah. You brought me to a dish. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah not, not a great comparison, but a good gift. I found a good gift shop, good coffee, actually. Is that right? Yeah, okay. I enjoy the coffee at the dish. And uh, mm. maybe we might pop up there for the Elvis Festival in Parks, which is Ah, huge. I have been there for that. Yeah. We did a random Aussies trip and we uh, went through there. Fantastic. And now, don't forget, you just pop into the Dubbo Zoo as well. Give yourself a... Oh, the yeah, Open Plain Zoo. The Dubbo Zoo. Yeah, we, we did stay there on the way back, Lockie, uh, from Queensland on this trip that I was telling you about. And we bought a night in the zoo. So you can stay in the zoo. And we thought, really? oh, this is cool for the kids. They'll get over their disappointment of the dish. It turns out you could see the zoo from where we were, but you weren't in the zoo as such. You were on a house about uh, a good kilometre away. 
And if you really listen loudly, you can hear some animals throughout the night, but um, that could have been passing cars from the highway that separated us. So uh, a little bit of disappointment there. Cars, that sort of thing. eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Do they still have the mokes at the Open Plain Zoo? The what? They used to, when I was there as a younger, was I a kid? Yeah, I think I was a kid. And they had mokes. Was this pre or post Nicola? <laughs> no, pre Nicola. Lockie, Lockie, did she I have... She gave you the most, didn't she? Shut up, Luke. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, the two times that I've seen the Dubbo Zoo in the last six years, I have not been inside and see if the moat still exists, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What is it? You, you know what a moke is, right? Mini moke. No. Like it's a mini, but it's had got the top taken off. Good. It's a vehicle. Yeah, good. Ah, well, good. I thought you were talking about a type of a breed of animal. No, 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 no. no. And you drive around the open plain zoo in a mini moke. It's mm. fantastic. It's a very, it's a very Townsville product, actually. It yeah. is. It is. We used to do terrible things to Wayne Croton's mini moke. Yeah. Uh, well, because it was open, and yeah, you, know, you found you caught short on a Thursday night. Yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, that's a yeah. whole other story for another time. Now, listen, Lockie, we better keep going because we've got uh, we got Paul Griffin as our guest tonight. So, yeah, we well, might get bumped just for us to chat to you, mate. Well, no, for- no, no, no. I, I, we need Griffo on. We need him like never before. Well. <laughs> It's funny, Luke, because for a long time, Lockie was the most famous person I knew because he was a shield cricketer. Yeah. And then Griffo's just blown him out of the water in the past year. So Griffo's yeah. taken the mantle. Ha- the have you noticed that Tim won't even answer your call anymore? Like when you try and you know just catch up with him, show him a text. He's <laughs> like, I haven't got time for you, mate. You're just former shield cricketer, Lockie. You, cha- you, cha- you, you appear on Sunrise a few times and you change the colour of your glasses and all of a sudden the people you knew are dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a shallow man. <laughs> All right, Lucky. Hey, thanks very much again. We'll catch up with you soon. Well, hopefully next time we talk to you, mate, you've got a few more soon. pieces thanks of furniture you. in there. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll update the furniture when we talk to you in a few weeks. Good right. on you, mate. Good to see, see you. Bye-bye. Ah, there you go. See, poor guy, no furniture. Now, that's former Shield cricketer Lockie Stevens. Yep. And we have uh, regularly uh, Associate Professor David Bade. Mm. So when we talk to, what's this guy's name? Associate Professor Paul Griffin. So uh, do I have to use that title no. is what I'm saying? Called Griffo. Griffo. Yep. Associate Professor Griffo? Or? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I like right. that. I like that. That's good, isn't it? It's like a bit of the best of both worlds. That's right. Uh, now, before we get Griffo on, should we play tune? Yeah, go on. Okay. Tonight. See, another song that I know, yeah, I'll look at here, the, the thing here, and it says, We Are Young. And of course, that's what it's called because I say it about a million times. Well, they should call it I Am Young, and then you could sing that. Yeah, well, there's Forever Young, which is one of my favourite songs. Yeah, because they're talking about you in particular. Well, there's actually a coat of arms for the young family, and yep. that's it. That's the motto, Forever Young. Okay. So I'll just take it as my song. Now, look, uh, we could prattle on about that stuff forever, but uh, let's not, because on the line we have Associate Professor Paul Griffin, Infectious Disease Specialist and General All-Round COVID Guru. G'day, Paul. G'day, how you going? Can you hear me okay? Um, Yeah, absolutely fine. It's good to see you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for having me. No worries. Now, we just had uh, Lockie Stevens on the uh, former Shield Cricketer. Former Shield Cricketer. Sorry. I've got to use the official title, mate. I sent you a message before saying, are you okay, Griffo? Are you ready to go? And Tim said, you do not address a bloke like Griffo like that. He is Associate Professor Griffo. (laughs) I didn't. (laughs) Look, I was saying to Lockie before that for a long time, he was the most famous person I knew because he was Mm. a Shield Cricketer. All right, of some note, you know, yep. played in the largest final total of all time, 905 for six declared. He didn't contribute much wow, to that, though. <laughs> he, in fairness, he, got, he did a lot of the running. He just wasn't yeah, batting at the he time. He got run yeah. out by Jimmy Mark. But mm. now you are by far and away the most famous person I know, having been seen by nearly everyone in the world due to COVID in the last year. I mean, what's it been like for you? I mean, it, it must have been an incredible thing over the last year. 
Yeah, look, uh, I think it really has been my one in a hundred year time to shine. I mean, normally uh, me and my colleagues are the, the boring guys at the parties who bang on about hand washing and flu vaccines and <laughs> right. no one's really all that interested. But, uh, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, uh, people want to hear what we say now, which, you know, is good. And hopefully we're getting some of the, the right messages through. But uh, yeah, it's certainly been a, a busy year and a bit so far. Your mobile phone must have nearly melted with the amount of requests you've had for interviews. That's probably just Tim calling it because now that you're famous, he likes to associate well, with famous people. I've brushed off Lockie. Yeah, I don't, Lockie said he hasn't heard from him for a year and a half since you started being on the Sunrise <laughs> and all those sort of shows. That's right. Like, how does it? I mean, how's it happened? Do you think a producer on today goes, "We need someone to talk about COVID"? The guy with the glasses, and they go bang, and it's you. Oh, look, I think it's a few things. I mean, I try and give a bit of a balanced opinion that's not too alarmist, and I think a lot of people want to hear that. And, you know, I think I kind of fell into it too because of my areas of expertise being, you know, infectious diseases, infection control, and, and very much vaccine development, having, uh, you know, run um, well over 100 clinical trials, mostly on vaccines. So, you know, wow. I think with that sort of a background, I was uh, well set up. And, you know, I do have a good head for radio, and, and so far I haven't made too many big gaps. So, uh, you know, so far, so good. Well, hey, if you're talking about heads for radio, mate, you're in good company at the moment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's why we're doing a radio show and not a TV show, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's one of the many reasons. No, nah, that's right. Our <laughs> listener would hate it. Um, <laughs> now, look, uh, you're a passionate Brisbane Lions fan as well, or you're heavily involved with the Brisbane Lions. In fact, I think the last time I saw you was at uh, Caninia Park a couple of years ago watching the Lions play the Cats. Unfortunately, the Cats won that day. It's unfortunate every time the Cats win, but... Uh, I'll give us something. Yeah, well. Jesus. Um, now, so, what you, do you do with the Brisbane Lions, mate? Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be part of uh, what's called a coterie group, I guess. And so uh, we, we're known as the Lionhearts and started by uh, ex-player Jamie Charman, just, uh, you know, I guess to provide the, the players with some uh, off-field support. So there's uh, guys from a whole lot of different backgrounds, um, you know, myself, but then there's a lot of guys in, in other areas that hopefully can be helpful to the guys to, you know, hopefully make them feel a bit more welcome and settled in Brisbane. So uh, we, we get to keep them up here. I mean, obviously with how successful they are at the moment, that should take care of itself. But that wasn't always the way. So, yeah, just kind of uh, helped the guys off field a bit, I guess. Was this brought in? I remember you guys uh, had a big exodus of players one year. It was probably just before Fagan got there. Is that around about the time you thought, well, there's a need to do more around here? Oh, exactly right. There was, there was, I think, a couple of years where we had a, a few players that looked pretty promising and, you know, they were they were pretty keen to get back to the southern states. So I don't know why. I mean, uh, you just have to look around at the weather and stuff up here. should be pretty straightforward. But They, they uh, didn't know COVID was coming, of... mate. They, I bet you they regret it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think in terms of footy, you know, there was a, a lot of benefits about being down here. I think, you know, there's a bit of anonymity up here. They're not, not quite so famous. But, uh, you know, these days I think uh, it's turned around a fair bit with the, the, the culture the club and someone's success so no it's good to be part of it'd be funny if you're walking down the street with Lockie Neal and people come up and ask for your autograph <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're quite near that yet nowhere near <laughs> <laughs> well they reckon that that's part of the reason that the storm have been so successful down here is that anonymity thing mm. that the guys can walk around lead relatively normal lives and yet are still able to they're play the superstars of the game that's right whereas yeah. you know you could you could be see I don't ever know what they're called his names are at the storm, but they could walk down the middle of Chadston Shopping Centre and no one would have a clue who they are. Yeah. Yeah, Whereas when you walk around with Tim, you should see the stairs he gets, mate. Well, look, if we're going on about the big no, head... Nobody's ever seen a head that big. So, <laughs> don't encourage him. They're, they're making a sequel to The <laughs> Elephant Man. He's in talks at the moment, so... What's, what's that? Hydro, hydrocephalitis, isn't it? Hydrocephalitis, I can't remember. <laughs> look, 
what I what I think, um, and I've watched a couple of your, your your clips that you've done, your appearances, and you're right about not being alarmist because what I've noticed in some of the more mainstream media, more commercial media, is how alarmist some of the headlines have been over the journey of COVID, and it just it. It borders almost on an irresponsible, doesn't it? Mm. Where you're having people, you know, throwing out the baby with the bathwater, if you like, especially around, I think, around vaccines as well. Like, surely, and I'm, you know, I've got an arts degree. I know nothing, literally nothing <laughs> about nothing, right? But surely. It hasn't come in handy yet, that arts degree. <laughs> in what, in an oil refinery? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, there's four and a half years of my life. Well, well you, you tell us here from the expert, because yeah. all we've done is talk so far. We were just getting you on the show to hear us talk. So tell us, mate, are these vaccines, are they going to work? Because I've been hearing all sorts of stories. You tell us. We'd like to hear from the source. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, and you know, Tim's right. There's there's a lot of stuff out there. And, you know, a lot of people like to blame the media. But I guess, you know, their, their job is to try and sell, you know, whatever mm. platform they're, they're working on. And so they need headlines to draw attention. And, you know, there's a fine balance, I guess, between transparency and sharing of information uh, versus, you know, sharing too much or jumping to conclusions. So, you know, it is a, a delicate message that we're trying to get out there at the moment. The, the real answer is the vaccines are good and uh, you know while there's uh, a lot of conspiracy theorists and all sorts of other things I think people are just generally overwhelmed with information at the moment and uh, you know what, what's really clear is there's a, a lot of experts involved in uh, you know researching these vaccines and then looking at all the data and approving them and continuing to monitor them as well so you know we've had a few adverse events that are you know in the order of one in 300,000 and it's really hard to get that message across about uh, risk and relative risk. You know, you're twice as likely to die riding your bike than you are to have one of those complications, yet people don't uh, panic, I guess, before they hop in the mm. saddle and go for a ride. So, you know, it's it's tricky at the moment. And, um, you know, that, that's why I guess you know, it's good to try and get some of the right information out there. It, it makes me laugh too because you get, uh, you know, Persephone from uh, Balimba who used to snort speed off a nightclub yeah, toilet, toilet seat, seat. Yeah. and then goes, oh, you know, I she won't. She was take, nice though, wasn't she? She was a great yeah. chick. But I won't take the vaccine because I'm worried about one in 300,000 chance of my yeah. blood clotting. And I'm also on the pill, which has a much higher rate of making A much clot. higher rate, yeah. And, and you just go, yeah. oh, I don't know, you just... You, you, and I imagine this must be the case for you. Occasionally, throw one's hands up in the air and just despair for humanity. Sometimes I know it's a big <laughs> statement, but I don't but, know. but does it work? That's I guess that's a question. I'm not worried about the safety yeah. aspect of it. I just want to know that it works. Absolutely, it really does. And uh, you know, when all those figures that are bandied around you, the you know 80, 85, 95 percent, that's uh, prevention of symptomatic disease, which is good in itself when you look at that number. But if you look at the numbers on prevention of severe disease that's almost 100%. So, you know, if I was to put a a value on uh, just that aspect alone, obviously that's tremendous in itself. And then there's all sorts of other things that are harder to measure, so we don't talk about it so much. But prevention of being able to infect other people, they do that. Again, we just don't have a good good figure on that. And prevention of being able to get infected at all, well, they do do that as well. Again, but the numbers are a bit tough to, to look at. So... In terms of the value of these vaccines, they're, they're amazing. And if, you know, the, the simple fact is if we don't get a lot of people vaccinated, stuff like what just happened in WA the last couple of days, lockdowns, border restrictions, you know, yeah. throwing the footy season into disarray, all that stuff remains the new, the new way forward basically forever. So, you know, the vaccine with some other stuff, of course, is, is really our ticket out of all that. 
Jeez, he speaks beautifully, doesn't Mate, he? I was actually listening to you then. I, I was thinking the same. And I thought, how are you friends with Tim? I know. This is the bit I don't get, right? You've got associate professor friends all over the place. You've got them all in your Rolodex of contacts. Of, of I know. Contacts. It's incredible. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand why he's connected at uni. No. I he don't. speaks so well. Well, the, the key was the key was Dave Bade. If I didn't know Dave Bay, I wouldn't know any of these other people. And I do know you worked in a bar too. Yeah, well, and that was where Dave Bay used to spend a yeah. lot of his time. So. Did you spend a lot of time there, Griffo? Sorry, Associate yeah, Professor did. Griffo. I think uh, working in the bar was a hook, but then I think we all were hopeful we'd find a cure for that big head. So <laughs> it was kind of a project then moving forward. Was, so, it, was it big so back then? Cause, or was it grown oh, like it a centimetre a year? Always huge. They reckon Everest is growing every year too. So <laughs> Is that right? The story? Yeah, which are, well, the reason I bring them up, they're both visible from space. Oh, oh gee. So, <laughs> hey, <laughs> Griffo, can we play a song and come back with you, mate? Is that all right? Absolutely. Strumming my pain with his Everybody got a breaking point, kid, and they'll rat on you. The family rat on you. That's why we got to be prepared to okay, take whoever right. needs. Jeez, he gets excited at the end. I know. I didn't know that was coming at the end. There are a lot of songs I've decided, and I'm going to go make a list. There's a lot of songs that have self-indulgent parts in them. So, for example, we discussed last week Guns N' Roses, Paradise City at 447 yeah. becomes self-indulgent. Yep. The start of Jump Around by House of Pain. How does it start? Well, there's a bit where they go on about how the House of Pain are in effect, you all, and all this stuff, and about how they're going to fight everyone before the song starts it that everyone knows. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's self-indulgent. That bit at the end of that song, self-indulgent. So was that like a warning? If you don't jump around, I'm yeah. going to get you. Well, I think so, yeah. 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 I'm, yeah gonna, I'm going to look at that song a whole different way now. Oh, I know. Way to sell yeah. records. I'll now, tell you what, that was a good school disco song as well, <laughs> wasn't it? Jump around. I'm a bit older than you, mate. A- anyway, we're, we're going highbrow now. We are. Now, look, uh, we're still joined here by Associate Professor Paul Griffin. G'day, Paul. You're still there with us? I'm here. How are you going, guys? Good. Now, how do we rank up there with Sunrise and all these other shows you've done? Are we sort of like, it's very similar type topics? Oh, look, very similar, uh, very similar levels of professionalism. It uh, <laughs> really ranks right up there, I have to say. Oh, did, did they, when you spoke with them, because obviously during COVID, you might not have been able to go in the studio, did they say, look, we have to call you back because we need to play the ads through this computer. <laughs> um, so we're going to have to turn it down and call you back. Is that okay? Is that what happened with Sunrise? Or? Yeah, look, it's pretty similar. I have yeah. to say, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's almost identical experience to be honest <laughs> you're a good bloke Paul and I'll tell you what he's media savvy now too isn't he, he is yeah, yeah, yeah. he's very beautiful very smooth now Paul I'm going to bring it up first because I think you should you know bring these things up to you should lance your own boils <laughs> when, when we were young Luke right we used to go out drinking a lot I don't believe you now <laughs> One night. Responsibly, responsibly. Of course, oh, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah, of course. Now, yeah, yeah, we don't want to send our one listener up the garden path, yeah, do we, Griffin? Wayne from Mount Mercer. <laughs> I reckon he's probably... He hasn't rang in yet. He's probably three sheets anyway. So. Yeah, he would be too. Anyway, so we used to go out, and I used to go often straight from work, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have clothes. And one night, Paul very kindly lent me a green, lovely, a lovely green Gazman shirt, and he's nodding as I say this. Yeah. And it was really nice. This still hurt. And, uh, well, absolutely. Go on. And anyway, and so I got talking to this bloke from America, and he was wearing this moth-eaten Arizona State baseball T-shirt. And in my drunken state, I thought, well, do you know what would be a good idea? It's if, if I swapped it. Like you've just played the Champions League final or something. That's right. Yeah. So if I swap a green Gazman shirt that does not belong to me... <laughs> 
And I don't know a lot about gas, man, but I know it's expensive. I know enough that I can't afford to go there. Well, and also, we we're all students, I think, at the time yeah. still. So, you know, it's probably one of his nicest shirts. Yeah. So we- did you hear from Tim between then and COVID? Or? <laughs> no, no, cause oh, only this week, actually. I thought he was going to present me with a new shirt, but that yeah. doesn't happen yet. Well, what you can get instead, mate, is um, we've got a board game here called Payday, which we're trying to give away to the listeners, but nobody's rung in. Um, so yeah, like I'm ever. sure there's some fake money that you can buy yourself a new shirt. But I'll never, I'll never forget because at the later the night I saw Paul again. Like literally, it happened in the space of about ten minutes that Paul had turned around, gone to somewhere else. I'd stop the shirt, come back. I'm in this grey moth-eaten t-shirt. And he goes, "Where's my shirt?" I've gone, I swapped it with that guy, and there's an American bloke wearing yeah. his shirt. And you can't go up and say, "Excuse me, sir, can I have my shirt yeah. back?" So I'm actually very grateful no. that you took the call no. though. No, thank you. And I couldn't. I couldn't take the t-shirt because once you slip something over that head, it's kind of uh, <laughs> it's kind of ruined after that. So. Yeah, it's not just out of shape. It's yeah. not a t-shirt anymore. Very good. Very good. Yeah, we we'll yeah. keep going with the head stuff. That's fine. yeah, that's always good for me. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, I told you about that article the other day in the paper where they did the phone interview, didn't I? Yeah, and you yeah. got yeah. I read did you it. read it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And it's got about it. So he did an article for a paper to promote a gig that's coming up for us, and he said in it, he said Tim might not look like it, but Tim's a firefighter, and the strategy is going to be that we're all going to hide behind his massive head. And the guy... Yeah. The this guy, bloke was just deadpan the whole time until he heard that and he must have repeated it like 15 times. Are you sure I can use that? That is brilliant. Like it's the funniest thing you'd ever heard. And then... And then these Headline, guys, <laughs> Young has big head. And then it gets worse. So these guys did a gig the other day, right, and I wasn't there and they said, oh, it's lucky Tim's not coming because your buffet would be in trouble. He'd eat all the food. And that mm. went out on radio. So mm. I'm getting cussed a lot. Mm. In, yeah, yeah, I know, mate. Yeah. Anyway, we've got Paul here. Let's not talk about our little squalls. Let's talk about Yeah, Paul. okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. So, there's, just, there's some virus going through the world, isn't there? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So, Griffo is just going, no, I want to talk more about this T-shirt. Um, when did you – so last year, last year everyone has that moment, I certainly do, where you realise that this thing was for real. Uh, now, I'm guessing that because you're in the industry, so to speak, that your moment was a lot earlier than mine. Uh, my one was when the Grand Prix got cancelled. And I knew then if they're cancelling the Grand Prix, this thing is really not good. Yeah. So because that must have cost yeah millions. My, upon millions my one was when they awarded the premiership to Richmond. Go the Tigers. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we so, all do our bit for charity, Griffo. So why do you keep bringing it up? <laughs> yeah, no, I shouldn't, should I? Um, and then, uh, so for you, what was the moment that you realised it was going to be as serious as it was? Yeah, look, it's a good question because there, there wasn't really one moment. I mean, you know, we were looking at this uh, in December 19, really, and, you know, kind of debating the potential for it to, to get out of hand or not. And I think a lot of people kind of knew even then that it was going to be something really significant, but I don't think anybody predicted it would be, you know, what it is today. And you know, even after this amount of time, still seeing what it's like in India at the moment yeah. is, uh, you know, still really hard to comprehend. And I don't think, as I say, anyone predicted that completely. So... Yeah, it certainly is a big challenge still, that's for sure. And so the the big one, um, because obviously it, it originated uh, in China. and Allegedly. Well, They're not putting their hand up for that one. <laughs> and then there was, China, there was Chinese New Year around that time, wasn't there, uh, which is said to be one of the largest migrations of, of humans in any country anywhere in the world. Mm. They all go home, billions of them. And, would, yeah. I mean, that would have played some part in it, wouldn't it? Because in, in, we weren't doing the social distancing thing. We weren't locking down at that stage. And just that movement would have, it's gone, it's out. Oh, exactly. But, you know, the, the world is such a small place these days. So, you know, realistically, anything that affected anywhere 
with, with how much people travel and how we're so reliant on travel, you know, for so many reasons, it would be practically impossible to prevent something getting out once it gets established like it was over there. And, you know, clearly uh, it's a really infectious virus. It's um, If you look at its properties in terms of being infectious enough, it's easy to be transmitted. It uh, is pretty mild in a lot of people, so they don't stay home or end up in mm. hospital. They can still travel around and do things normally and may not even know they're infected. But then it's severe enough in a few people that it kills huge numbers. Then, you know, those properties are kind of the perfect storm in terms of being able to get out there quickly, disseminate quickly, and then have a big impact. So, you know, I think uh, how it was handled early on was pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. And there probably wasn't much we could do to contain it. So um, it was... Uh, kind of, as I say, just the perfect storm in terms of the properties of this virus. Where, where did the Indians get it wrong, mate? Because they're having like, what, 315,000 cases a day, a year yeah, and a half after it was first, or at least a year after it was first introduced. How have they got it so wrong? Yeah, look, it's a good question. And the trouble is for, you know, those 300 or so thousand we know about, there's probably that again we don't know about. So... Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a terrible situation over there. And, you know, it's it's like all this stuff. There won't be any one thing they did. Um, you know, there's obviously a huge population over there that um, move around a fair bit and live in close proximity and all of those things. You know, we're at a stage of the vaccine rollout where it's not yet going to have a big enough impact to prevent exactly this happening. And, um, yeah, I think it's just bad timing in so many ways for them. So, um you know, I think a lot of people got a bit complacent too in terms of relaxing restrictions. Mm. We've been doing this for a while, so let's open up. Let's get out there. Let's, you know, go back to doing all the things we want to do. But, you know, what's clear, and we've seen this so many times over, but that's probably the worst example is, you know, when you start to relax, you take your foot off the pedal for a second, this thing comes back pretty quick. Yeah, well, the UK was a great example of that too, wasn't it? That they, you know, summer came along and they all started to... The, the, what was the herd immunity they were going for? Was, it, was that a thing they were all trying to do, Griffo? Yeah, look, a couple of countries tried, but that became really clear early on that was just not going not gonna to work at all. We know with this thing that, you know, most people get some level of immunity after being infected, but in a lot of people it doesn't last that long. So the theory of uh, allowing people to get infected to protect them um, just doesn't work because those people can get reinfected. And unfortunately, the price of that too is that a proportion of the population die, which is obviously not really an acceptable price to pay for that. So, you know, in the intentional herd immunity strategy from infection kind of went out the window a while ago. Um, but, uh, you know, when you get a, a country like India with, uh, as I say, the, you know, the population density and, um, you know, I guess in some parts of it, they don't have the best access to a lot of healthcare and all those sort of factors. There's a, a lot driving it. And once it gets out of hand, it's really hard to get back under control. So having said all that, what do you think about there being 75,000 people at the G on, on Sunday? Look, I think it's a balance and I think we have to kind of strive to get back some level of normality sure. yeah, yeah. so that people can then, on the other hand, maintain the sort of restrictions and things that we need. You know, if we if we continue to prevent people getting some simple pleasures and, you know, obviously the focus in this country a lot is on sport, but that also extends to things like the arts as well, I guess. Now, we need to allow people to do some things in a safe way so that they can keep up doing all the, the hard things that need to happen. So... You know, I think while the control's excellent and with the, you know, the, the right levels of testing and, you know, getting the vaccine out there as well, we can start to safely, you know, walk slowly back to having some level of normality. And, you know, if that means 75 at the G and, and we do that well, then, you know, so be it. And the big thing too we have to remember about all these restrictions is, you know, when they're mandated um, at a higher level, uh, you know, that's often because we're not sure people are going to do the right thing. But, you know, giving people back these sort of freedoms like allowing 
full capacity doesn't mean that people will ignore all the things that they've done to get us to this point. So, you know, if someone was sick with COVID, maybe back from Perth or something, and thought, bugger it, I've got tickets, I'll go and see my footy team play, and they infect a 1,000 people, well, then those freedoms go away. But if that person does the right thing and yeah. gets tested and stays home, then things like the footy can be proven to be successful and, and we can keep doing that. Uh, to be fair, Griffo, out of that 75,000 people at G, half of them were Collingwood supporters, mate. So I reckon coronavirus would be way down on the list of issues. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I mean, probably about 12 teeth between them as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you a question. So do you think, and this is a very serious question, do you think that the wooden spoon this year will go to North Melbourne or to Collingwood? And which would you like to see more? Now, I know actually you've got a soft spot for North Melbourne, so you're probably uh, going for Collingwood to win the wooden spoon. I do have a soft spot for North. Um, obviously going through a bit of a tough time at the moment. Look, I think this season is really hard to predict so far and I, I do think that perhaps some teams that are seeing some success now, which is good, may not be able to uh, maintain that for the whole season, shall we say. So, you know, let's see how the eight looks at the end of the year. Would you say that one of those teams would be Geelong? No, we just, hey, we're just uh, hang on, quietly, hang on, hang on. Don't worry about us. I asked the guy with a medical degree, please, Griffo. Mm-hmm. Look, Geelong have clearly uh, loaded up this year and striving for some success, and with their list, I think it'll be hard for them not to be right at the top towards the end of the year. As long as it's not a night grand final, mate, because we've got an older list, we tend to be in bed by about 8.30, so that's where we went, we mucked up last year. The night grand final, (laughs) played a great first half, second half, we're ready for nine hours. You were ready for nine hours. I reckon there's some truth to that. We'll see. <laughs> uh, now, one last question, or not last question, but Griff, I really want to get your. I don't know if you can say this uh, on our two bit radio show that we have here. We've got no listeners anyway, so don't worry, you're not going to get in trouble. Uh, but was it a bat? Was it a bat, or was it. Because it, it seems like in Wuhan there was a, a disease research centre nearby, and all of a sudden this thing turned up in a market just blocks away. It just seems too sus to me. Yeah, look, I've, I've heard some great talks from people that have been there on the ground investigating this and you know what's clear is these viruses do this they they live happily in animals and they jump from animal species to animal species and eventually you know if they get the changes right they can jump across to humans and the, the thought that this was manufactured just just doesn't hold water to be honest and people have looked over there and it doesn't look like something was deliberately released we, we don't know exactly that there's probably some other animal between the bats and people we don't know exactly what that is. There was a lot of talk about pangolins and other things over there. Um, but, uh, look, it's, it's very likely it evolved. And, you know, we, we're seeing this virus evolve almost every day with uh, the sequencing that we're doing. We're hearing about all these variants and mutations. And, you know, that's what would have been happening in whatever animal that was living in for the last couple of years. And one of those just made it uh, have the ability to infect people. And, and you can, you know, see how that would have happened with what we're seeing now. So, you know, I think it was just uh, bad luck. You know, we were due for a bad pandemic. But, uh, again, no one expected it to be this and, and now and of this magnitude. Yeah. Well, we, we have heard a few good conspiracy theories, Griffo. And one of my favourites is there's a lot of people saying it might have been you released it to help your media career. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look. uh, (laughs) Were you in uh, China in uh, 2019? I just want to know that. (laughs) Look, I I think I was destined for a media career when um, that kid from Jerry Maguire had those glasses that uh, (laughs) looked so much like me. That does a little um, bit, you know, yeah. I think uh, that, that was the start of something big back then. <laughs> I love that little kid too. I wanted to buy him and put him on my coffee table and just make him talk to me all day. 
He was awesome. <laughs> the human head weighs eight pounds. Don't. Great film. My, that's actually my favorite film of all time. What, Jerry Maguire? Are you yep. serious? That is my favorite film of all time. I saw it seven times at the cinema. So, Griffo, what you need to know about Luke is he's got a DVD collection of, what, 10,000 movies? 10,000? Uh, it's up towards nine. nine. I mean, you might look at me, Griffo, and think I'm a pretty cool, hip sort of a dude. Uh, you couldn't be further from the truth, mate. Uh, Jerry Maguire, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's a great film. I just loved it. On, yeah. on, that, on that rather sad note, we should probably let Griffo go. I probably shouldn't have said it out loud. Now he's lost all respect for us. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> Griffo, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I know it's late at night. You've had a public holiday and you're looking to uh, should, get... Should we, should we get Griffo back one night? I'd love to hear oh, more from Griffo. Oh, I would love Especially to. Especially about the days when you used to take Tim under your wing and head out in the town in Brisbane. I'd love to hear a few more of those stories. Yeah, we might, we might go through those stories first before they go on air, actually. I'll tell you what, if you did take him under your wing, you must have arms like an orangutan, mate. <laughs> yeah, this has been great. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Griff. Yeah, it's, it's been really good, guys. And, and look, I think you're doing a great job there. It's, it's a good show. I've listened to many of the podcasts. And uh, look, I, I really enjoy each one. And it's, it's been a pleasure having me on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Griff. Thanks, Griff. See ya. Take care, mate. Well, do you know what? I feel smarter for having had Griffo on. Are we highbrow now? No. Well, as soon as you click that button to hang up on Griffo. We're back to low. We're back to we're low. We're back in the gutter. So as if to demonstrate that point, I mm-hmm. think it's time that we heard what happened to Barry at the end of the day. Should we play a song and come back to it? Yeah, absolutely. I reckon we do that. Right. We haven't had a song for a while. And listeners are sitting there thinking, I haven't heard anything new for a while. Now, this is, you know how I like my kids recommend me songs, right? Oh, they played yeah. this for me the other day. I've yeah. vetted it. There's no swearing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now, this has been stuck in my head for a good week now, and I think it's fantastic. It's from Post Malone. It's called Feeling Whitney. Right. Up. Well, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was telling Tim it got stuck in my head. Like, I really enjoyed it. And he got halfway through. He just threw his headphones down. And he said, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Music to suicide by. That's <laughs> <laughs> just it. Just it starts slow and then it mate, keeps slow and he's just prattling on about his life and just oh miserable, yeah, miserable, miserable. Well, he's probably had a lot of issues, Tim. He's I've, just trying to get him out and I'm being sorry. artistic. And you've just said I'm not interested. I'm not, Mr. Malone. But let's face it, he's not struggling, is he? No, nah, probably not. He's going no, all right. No, yeah. You're doing okay. He'd yeah. have more than one listener. No, I think he's about the same as us. <laughs> We're like the North Melbourne of radio shows, aren't we, at the moment? <laughs> oh, dearie me. Did we just lose that one listener? Yeah, oh, Wayne, oh, stick with us. Now, listen, uh, let's hear what happened to Baz at the end of the day. Okay. Poor old so Baz. we've seen part one. Yep. We don't, we're not going to play that again, are we? No, no. Straight right. into part two? Yep. So right. we just this is the end of the day, so I've come back to check on him. Radio. it's now uh, 23 past six in the evening, and he hasn't come out at all. I better let him go for the day. Hey, let's have my talk. An expert on technological innovations, Professor Henry J. Petrovsky, he refers to an 1883 article about gem paper fasteners, praising them for being better than... That's bad. It's OK, mate. Look, uh, I'll listen to the recording. Uh, you can knock off and go home if you like. I'm uh, happy to stay on. Uh, this is really gripping stuff. Get it? Paper clips? Gripping? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baz, that's an absolute corker, mate. Uh, look, thanks. I'll uh, catch you later on. Okay, Tim. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> Wait till I tell the guys at the robotics club about that one. <laughs> oh, gripping stuff. <laughs> uh, because I use torsion, but also means interesting. Oh, jeez, Barry, you really keep going with that one. Like I say, like I say, lovely bloke. 
dollars a spud. Yeah, there's always one, isn't there? There is. Yeah, when you get that tap on the shoulder at a party or something, you turn around and see who it is, you're just like, oh, no. Let me tell you about carpet. Yeah. yeah. We've got a couple of them at work, haven't we, Tim? Oh. And you know probably who I'm talking about there. Oh, no, okay. You just get caught, sucked into a tractor beam, and you can't get away. Nah. And those people, too, it'll, you'll be at a computer. You'll literally, they'll be sitting beside you. You'll be at the computer, typing on the computer, looking at the screen, almost actively ignoring them, mm. and they'll still plough on. Mm. They'll still keep going. Yep, and just keep talking, yeah. even though you're just going, hmm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're doing, that's right, you're doing your best active listening. Yeah. And when you do active listening, ironically, it sounds like you're Now, not if listening. someone was like that to me, I would just say they're not interested in what I've got to yeah. say, I'll move on. That's right. And do something productive. That's right. Either talk to them about something else or just cut my losses and go yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm pretty much like that with you now. <laughs> that's, that's very good. Uh, uh, isn't it great? Yeah, it's no, great is, to be alive. This is good stuff. Hang on, let me just see what that um, lady said the other day. No, appalling. <laughs> appalling. Yes. You should appalling, have got her name appalling. so we could have it put, put it on the website. Oh, I don't know how to track her down now. Like, I want to put out an ad or something and say, Is she look, still with uh, us, do you reckon? Or? Uh, yeah, I think she <laughs> passed away about halfway through my act. Well, she wanted to anyway. Well, you had someone famous in the crowd, though, didn't you? We did. We had Darren Hinch. Yeah. He had a very similar look on his face. Actually, now I think about it. Uh, no, he was all right. He's a, a lovely fella. And uh, I did make a bit of a joke about him on stage, yeah. uh, which he was sort of like <laughs> receptive to. Yep. Uh, but then later on, when I went to shake his hand, he didn't give me much. So no. I think he sort of listened to the lie of the room and thought, <laughs> I'm about to launch a political career. I don't want to be associated with this. Is bloke. he still in politics? No, he, d- he told everyone at the, at the gig that he was starting his own party. I thought he And had. he's called it the Darren Hinch Justice Party. Yeah, that's what he's called it. I yeah. thought he already had done that. Oh, well, he might have just been telling us the origins of the story, but okay. um, he was just one of the many speakers there. They had uh, a couple of p- people there that had re- recovered from cancer. They told their story. There was not a dry eye in the house, Tim. And they were still funnier than you. Still got more laughs than me, mate. <laughs> so uh, I, I should have just pretended. I should have shaved my head. And, yeah, and, yeah, you had to do something, mate. Yeah. Oh. Well, I told the story about how I used to pretend that I had cancer when I was younger just to get sympathy from girls. Did I tell you that story? Ne- never had to stand on a bus once. Oh, gee, that's bad. Well, they had a choice about whether they were pregnant or not, Tim. Oh. Yeah. You can't pick and choose when fake cancer strikes you. Uh, one moment, I'll just check the phone. No, surprisingly, we're still all right. Nothing? We're good? Uh, Wayne must think that's all right. Yeah, where is Wayne tonight? Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Wayne anyway. from Mount Mercer, is it? Yeah, Mount Mercer, that's right. Yeah, yeah he's a sled and clear out there. G'day to Wayne if you're listening. Hope yeah. you're all right. He's having cans out in his bush block somewhere. Yeah, that's right, yep. Yeah, um, but we haven't had anyone call in tonight. No, no one messaged. Right. We've got a board game here. We're just dying to give it away. That's right, because I don't want to take it home. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to pay more bills when you get home. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should play another song. Yeah. Do you want one a little bit more upbeat than that Please, last one yeah. I gave you? Yes. That anything could be more upbeat than that. Like, I could play the Cats theme song right now and you'd be happy. Oh, I think that'd be all right, yeah. All right, well, instead, I'm going to give you a bit of fooies. Right. Bit of fooies. Well, you look a lot happier now, Tim. That's yeah, much more like it. Dave Grohl's finest. I would have thought they were even too modern for you. No, no, no. Because no. you're 80s, are you? Yeah, no, 90s. Well, because yeah. Dave Grohl's in Nirvana as well. He sort of gets a bit of yeah, credit yeah, from that. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, but uh, look, before we go, I just want to talk to you about, I mean, what can people do on Saturday night? Saturday night's a bit vacant. Yeah, well, what you know, sometimes do? these days, especially with the post-COVID days, Tim, mm. yes. uh, there's not a lot to choose from, events no. and things like that. And if I was sitting in Geelong, around the Geelong West area. Or perhaps anywhere within an hour's drive of Geelong. Yeah, well, in Ballarat, they might feel go. like uh, having a night out and, and seeing some, some funny people get up on stage. Where could they do that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, let me have a look through the Geelong events. Oh, hang on. Look what we've stumbled across here. 
There is a uh, locally grown funnies event at the Geelong West Town Hall. Wow. And who, who I mean, who's on? This is great. Oh, hang on. Uh, Richard Stubbs headlining. He's pretty good. He'd be on the radio a lot. And, and he was on, he used to fill in for Steve Vizard. Remember the he Steve did. Vizard Late Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When right. I was a kid, and I actually told him that when we appeared with him at the piano bar that time, what I said, oh, I used to watch you when I was a kid. And he goes, um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And I just realised what I said, and I've gone, <laughs> oh, yeah, looks like we're not going to be friends. So now with Richard Stubbs, uh, Tim, you're on the bill too, oh. mate. I didn't even realise. What are the chances? Yeah, and I'm going to MC it, so that'll be good fun, and you're there as well. Oh, right? I am too, yeah. I forgot well, all about Tosh it. Tosh and yeah. uh, Sharon Andrews. It's Abby. on the poster here, actually. It says here, appalling Luke Massey. <laughs> So uh, that should bring them in. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it should be a good gig, mate. So um, 7.30, is it? 8 o'clock? Oh, Strong West Town Hall? Let's call it 8. Let's call it 8. Yeah, we'll wait for you. If you're yep. interested in coming, we will wait for Send you. Send us a message, we'll wait for you. Yeah, yeah, we'll wait till 9. We'll, we'll wait till Sunday if we need yeah. to. Just Look, come. There are some tickets left, so get on it. It'll be a great night. Um and we are looking forward to it. Look, it's still we're still in that sort of getting back out there mode. Yeah, I think so. Um, comedy's slower to get out, but they, they just had a successful um, international comedy festival in Melbourne. Uh, it went swimmingly from all reports, and it's back now, I think. Yeah, well, it was, it was going well uh, for the first two weeks, and then the capacity restrictions came off, mm-hmm. and then it went gangbusters. Yeah, right. So every venue went back to 100%. So instead of having to have, you know, seat between everyone they could fill it up and everyone came out it was wonderful I meant to ask Associate Professor Griffo about his thoughts on the whole MCG 75% thing because I noticed down at Geelong Stadium I'm pretty sure it's the same the MCG they're only letting 75% of the crowd in but they're squashing them into three quarters of the stadium yeah okay so there's there's whole areas of the stand that are empty yep and they're not filling them, so they don't have to put on more staff. Instead of spreading people out. Instead of spreading them out around that area, which to me defeats the whole purpose defeats of doing it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, look, write that one down, and we'll get him back on, and you can ask him. Do you honestly think he's coming back on this show, oh, mate? Do you know what? He said good question twice. Did he? Like, look at us go. He's, he's humorous, mate, I'm sure. I know, but let, know, me, let me live the journey. He's got one eye in a microscope somewhere, <laughs> and he's not even listening to what no, we're saying. That's true. Look, I think that's enough from us tonight. Uh, Are we done? Yeah. I think so. Well, it's that time of night. Yeah. Oh, so thanks, too. thanks to former Shield cricketer Lockie Stevens, Associate Professor Paul Griffin, uh, my cousin Barry the Boar. Does he have a title? Uh, no, Barry the Boar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a professor. He's, he hasn't uh, played cricket. Oh, mate, he's and, president. And obviously hasn't been laid for ever. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Uh, thanks to Voice FM for tolerating us for another week. Thank mm. you to Luke. I don't know if they even know we come now. No, I, well... That's, Our name's not on the schedule. No, that's true, isn't <laughs> it? It just says comedy show. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah. that's, is that right? I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, look, thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. And here's the moment where I press the play button and hopefully it works. Hey, hey, hey before you do that, what? can we just acknowledge one thing we did get right tonight? The ad. The ad. That was pretty it slick. It was seamless, wasn't it? It was seamless. And we celebrated I, I off think, air. Can I just say, I think we should leave that in the podcast this week. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, play the uh, out jingle. Okay, here we go. Hang on. Bye, everyone. <laughs> System shut down.